Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. Yes, I have returned. This has been a long, long hiatus that we uh, took for a little bit. Uh, you can follow me at the Hoff WFAN on Twitter, at the Fight Fan WFAN on Twitter as well. And everywhere else, the, the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. Um on all the social media pages, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You just put it in the five family Pete Hoffman, you'll find it. You know where it is. You've you've heard, you've listened. If you're listening right now, it's it's been a little time. Uh and I apologize I was away. We had it was a very busy summer. First of all, let's be serious. The last event I did with you guys was Ortega versus Rodriguez at the UBS Arena, which was amazing. It was fan freaking tastic. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, main event between Ortega and Rodriguez wasn't good. But overall, the fight card was amazing. The UBS experience was amazing. The fact that we were back uh, you know, with a packed house was amazing. Again, two back in Long Island was amazing. And then uh, with that week, I get home. That Yeah, that that Tuesday or Wednesday, I get, uh, I get the COVID. It happens. It happens to everybody. Most most everybody. I thought I was uh, immune to it, but it finally took place. I got it, and I had it for a rough 10 days. So I literally, the next event that was around was the UFC Blades versus Aspinall fight. So I caught up on a lot of things that I hadn't seen in a while. I rewatched a lot of fights. I was making sure that if there was any prelim, any whatever that I was catching up on. So I, I caught up on every freaking fight that I had missed over the year, um, which wasn't many, but there were enough that I, I had to spend time with all the way into the Blades versus Aspinall fight. So I was looking forward to that. I was excited. And then we get back to back. First of all, I'm sick as a dog. So I'm like sitting there watching this 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 card in the UK. And I'm going, do I get off my ass right now? I feel disgusting. My head's about to explode. Do I get up and talk about Curtis Blades, Tom Aspinall? Where, again, two events in a row end with a premature injury. Do I really want to talk about that? I, I have no motivation to. I just well, so I went back to bed. Now, card overall was pretty good. You got the the research of Patty Pimblett. You got Molly McCann on that. I mean you've you you know these names now are gonna continue to pop off. I think Molly McCann's actually fighting the November twelfth card. And at MSG, so that's good. Uh, Patty Pimblet, I know my boy Matt Favola, which we'll get into in a little bit, was trying to get Patty Pimblet to come to MSG to get on that card, and did not seem like that was in the cards. But Favola's got a nice little matchup coming up, so we'll get into that. 
But yeah, Aaron Blanchfield, that's what it's meant. Mon McCann, Aaron Blanchfield, that's coming up. Uh, we You saw the excitement in that UK arena, uh, the O2 arena, I should say. You saw the excitement up from that card, how big of a deal it was for them to return to the UK. It is a big deal. Anytime that, that the UFC goes out anywhere, it is a big deal. Over the past few weeks, over the past few months, they continue to go to different places that either they haven't been to in a long time or haven't been to before, and it's just it's awesome to see. So it was a good day of fights. It was a day card as well, so that was fun. Um, but overall, it was a lot of cool. Listen, overall, these past few months, have you've seen some ridiculous knockouts, ridiculous change of, uh, of belts, some really cool things to take a place. We'll get into some things that we haven't touched on. You know, uh, we'll talk about some controversial stuff as well. So let's talk about, example, the Sergey Pavlovich Fivers Derek Lewis, the early stoppage. Again, we've gone through the injuries, then you go through these controversial stoppages, and it's annoying. Derek Lewis gets right up after Pavlovich, Pavlovich gets him on the ground. Herb Dean, I believe it was Herb Dean, called it. And most people think it was early, and it probably was. We've seen fighters. We've seen Iwan Kudabala, uh, Kud- uh Yeah, I always screw up his name, but either way, Iwan with, with um, when he fought Ankalov, how that was looked like he was a decoy, looked like he was getting tagged. But then when you look at the replay, he didn't really get touched at all, and it looked like it was just a little decoy to kind of bring in Ankalaev so that they can go, you know, he can have him engage and then maybe throw some haymaker or whatever it is, but have his opponent think that he's, you know, he's playing possum. And I'm not saying Derek Lewis is playing possum in this. It looked like he was getting up though. And that's the problem is if there, there is a level to this game, you don't want to see people get hurt. And that is a huge thing because it's a very physical sport and it is a dangerous sport. No matter how much we love this sport, the idea is two people get into a cage, they lock the door, and they go out there to basically injure one another. You know, you don't want to, I don't think the mindset is, I'm going to kill this person in the cage. I really don't believe that that's everyone's mindset. Maybe there's some people that go in there and have that like thought process of, I need to have this kill or be killed mentality, which is fine. But I don't think they're like, I need this person to be dead. I think it's more of like, Going in there, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to choke him out. I'm going to break his arm. I'm going to, you know, find a way to, you know, take his back, choke him out, whatever, whatever, whatever the case is. Knee him, flying knee, whatever, whatever it is. Okay. The point is, it is a very dangerous sport. So you look at a guy like Derek Lewis, who's been hit plenty of times. He's been in battles plenty of times. You want to make sure these guys live to see another day live to see 50, 60, 70, 80 years old without real head trauma. So I respect that. But then you got to remember, too, Derek Lewis is not young anymore. His career is winding down. That put him in a bad spot. Now, does it really put him in a bad spot? Yes and no. It puts him in a bad spot because he lost. But does it and in the rankings maybe he drops us a, a tick. But from the this you know from the naked eye we look at it and go. Eh, I mean, did he really lose that? No, not really. So I mean, I think most people will see that as a who knows where it could have gone. 
we've seen Derek Lewis come back from things like that. So that's where you look at that fight and look at the whole big picture. And maybe you give a benefit of the doubt to Derek Lewis saying maybe he wasn't spent right there as an early stoppage and you want to see that maybe we run back again or maybe you just want to see Derek Lewis take get another shot. And so in the standings, it hurts. In the rankings, it hurts. But for the fan base, I think Derek Lewis back on the cage versus pretty much anybody in the top 10 in the heavyweight, it's going to be a fun fight. I don't really see that hurting too much, but you never know. Pavlovich, on the other hand, does it really raise the bar for him too? I, I don't think so. I don't think you get like, oh, well, you know, he's in line for a title fight. No, not at all. You know, you got Cyril Ghosn and, uh, and Tuivasa fighting tomorrow uh, or this weekend, and that's going to be something that's a preview of whoever is going to go up for the title in the near future. Anyway. Um, so that that's that's one major fight that took place that was a little disappointing. You saw the Brandon Moreno fight over Kai Car France. Amazing performance by Brandon Moreno. Uh Amanda Nunes gets the belt back from Juliana Pena. Expected, but my God, Juliana Pena is a warrior, and I'd like to see them run that back. Third time could be interesting. You never know. Um let's see, any other crazy things from the two seventy seven card in particular that I'm kind of going through. We'll go to the Santos versus Hill fight. Uh, Jamar Hill with a sick TKO over Santos in the fourth round. Um, Jeff Neal with a ridiculous knockout over Luke Vincente Luque, which I think that, you know, talk about an underrated fight, two underrated fighters in that welterweight division. Jeff Neal, who just is really, you know, you talk about a guy who really gets no love, who's extremely underrated. Vicente, Vicente Luque is a beast. He's fought some amazing fighters. He's had those wars with uh, with Bilal Muhammad, with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and he goes up against Jeff Neal, which a lot of people may not realize who Jeff Neal is, but he's a killer. He is he's a beast in that cage, and he uh, he knocked he crushed Vicente Luque in a crazy in crazy fashion. Um, anything else? There was the, the, the ultimate fighter winners, Muhammad Usman got that, um, you know, in the second round, the first round versus Zach Puga, I screwed up his name. Didn't really look as good, but then you all takes his one punch from this guy in the heavyweight division. Wins the ultimate fighter from that. And then Juliana Miller with the TKO herself. In the uh, women's flyweight, so those are the two winners from the just kind of speed through. I haven't done this in about six weeks, four, seven weeks. It's, it's been a while, uh, and I feel bad about that because I love this sport. And I watch it constantly, and I want to be able to give back to the people. You know what I mean? So, and we got big things happening very soon. So we'll just be on board for everything. And uh, then there was the Cheetah Vera. Dominic Cruz fight, which Vera with the sick knockout in the fourth round over Dominic Cruz. Who knows where that goes for Dominic Cruz from there. You had anything else from that card? That card was pretty sick, too. We were in that weekend. I was in uh, Aberdeen for a baseball tournament. Again, so I was just very busy. I should have done. I brought the stuff to record and I didn't record it. I don't know why. But um. There was that Angela Hill fight, finally getting redemption, finally getting a W for Angela Hill over Lupita Godinez. Um, but that that card was pretty sick, too. You had Nina Nunez. I think she retired after that fight. Gabriel Benitez, who, another lightweight that I think gets gets no love. He knocked out uh, Charlie Ontiveros in the first round. 
just some names that like I think need to get some love. And uh, that was a good card overall. It was an earlier card again. Um, Joe Mershart, again, dude, that guy always finds a way. Like you look at Paul Craig and Joe Mershart, like they're always finding a way to get W's. And it just comes in all, you know, doesn't come in the typical way. It's always, it's always like, you know, they might take a few punches, they might get knocked around, and then they find a way to submit or, or TKO or whatever. I mean, they really are. Those two, Mershart and Paul Craig, always, they, they feel like very similar fighters, and they're always entertaining. Uh, then you go to UFC 278. So we'll get to this right now. We'll talk to this because then the next fight is, is coming up tomorrow. Uh, so we'll break this down. The UFC 278, the big thing that we take from this card, obviously, is the uh, Marcin Tabura beat Alexander Romanov. That was that was crazy. That was interesting. Uh, I thought I think that Romanov should have won that. Personally speaking, but I know that a lot of people thought that Tabura did enough. But the main card, you look at this main card and you go like, first of all, Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hansucker. Like, why is that even on a card? Why is that on a main event? That to me was a little annoying. Yanan yeah, Wu versus Luci Poldova. Good fight. Why is that on a pay per view event? Marab Davashvili, Jose Aldo. You knew what Davashvili was going to do. You, you, listen, you either love Marab or you hate Marab. This is a typical, you know, GSP. You could sit there and say, oh my God, this guy is the most dominant fighter in of all time, or oh my God, he, all he does is lay and pray. It's annoying. You could say that about Khabib at times if you want to. I know that people don't like to say that because you think of him, you know, the the rarity of him fighting. When he did fight, it was so dominant. But, and then again, you have those fights with Conor McGregor where he did stand on his feet and he was able to do things that, that you didn't expect that he could do. You didn't, you didn't think he could tag Conor McGregor. You didn't think he would be able to take a punch from somebody. But he was able to show the versatility, and Marab does too. And, and I'm not trying to say that Marab is on that level of a Khabib Nurmagomedov. He is just relentless. And anybody that says that they're bored of, of what he does, that, oh, he's not this, um, he's not exciting, he is. It's just a different element to MMA. He is just, he is this guy who never has, he's got an eternal gas tank. It never ends, and he will drag you to the mat or attempt to drag you to the mat as often as possible, and he'll control the fight that way. And it is impossible to 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 stop him. That's really what it comes down to. He is now on what's his winning streak at? He, the amount of takedowns he gets in a, in a fight in general is is outrageous. He's at, he's he's set numerous records for the bantamweight division and just divisions in general for takedowns. But where's he at now? This is. One, two, three. His last loss, I think, was 2018. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, his last loss was in 2018. He's had eight wins in a row. His last loss was to Ricky Simon. Uh, and that was at Atlantic City, I believe that was, the April 21st card. I was at that fight. I think it, and that was at the last second. That's right. I think he was winning the fight, and at the last second, Simon, like, tapped. He he put him to sleep somehow, if I'm correct. I got to go back and look at that fight. But I remember that there was, like, controversy. It was crazy. But that's the last fight he lost. And I think that Marab was winning that fight up until that point, if I'm correct. But he's won eight fights in a row, and he's basically done it the same way. Now, listen. He's been able. I mean, he beat the piss out of Marlon Moraes. Um, most of his fights, he goes to decision, but it's not like a close decision. It's like a complete beatdown decision. So, and again, I'm not comparing him to being one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, but he's got to be looked at as someone that is is a. I don't want to say pound for pound, but he's got to be looked at as one of the most dominant specialists in what he does. And that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of Jose Aldo fans might be inter- uninterested or disappointed with that. But Marab is just a very special fighter. He's in, again, he fit, he trains out in, uh, he, he trains in Long Island with this, uh, you know, with um, Longo and Sarah and those guys in Aljamain. And, you know, he's, he's in a great camp. He really is. And I know he's, I think he's floated around a little bit now recently, but he's in a great camp. He's got a great group of guys, and he won't fight Aljo, which is, you know, crazy to think that someone who really could potentially get a title shot if he wanted it, you know, imagine Rob Davashvili versus Pewter Jan. Be interesting. I'd love to see that now, but Pewter Jan's not the champion right now. It's Aljamain Sterling. But say if, you know, Pewter did have it, that'd be a great fight. But it ain't happened until. Aljo loses the belt. Aljo's going to give that belt away. And until he does that, Marab's not looking to take anybody. He's not looking to go for a title fight until it's his time, which is, I respect that, but that is crazy. Uh, now you got the middleweight fight between Paulo Costa and Luke Rockhold. They went three three rounds. 
but it was a gritty, um, interestingly uh, vicious fight between those two. Rockhold, not really saying that he was able to stand there and uh, withstand all that punishment that that Costa was dishing out, but at the end, it was looking very nasty, very bloody, and it just got violent. And, you know, Paulo Costa actually looked good for the first time in a while. And I haven't been able to say that. And that was, to me, uh, a good sign for Paulo Costa. Because I, I I am a fan of Costa. I always thought that he gave, you know, the Yoel Romero fight was unbelievable. What he did to opponents prior to that were, was pretty good. And I really thought that he was going to give Israel Adesanya one of his toughest fights. And instead, it just totally backfired. It looked, he looked small. He looked short. He looked tired. He looked like he had no energy. And it just was um, it was not what, what I expected out of Paolo Costa. And this fight looked pretty good. You know, his strikes, total strikes, 106. 77% landing, significant strikes, 73, 70, 70% rate. He had two takedowns, two for two, 100% rate. His uh, defense, takedown defense, he uh, stopped three out of four takedowns, 75% rate. I mean, he looked really, really good, um, which was nice to see because I am a Costa fan. I'd like to see him do well. I'd just like to see him go back and get another title run. You know, or try attempt for one at least. Um, so we'll see how that he's fourteen and two in the in the UFC. He's fourteen and two. He's lost to he lost to Marvin Vittori, which he didn't look good at all, and he lost to Izzy uh, Israel Asanya. And the funny thing is, Vittori didn't look good versus Izzy. So it's like it's such. A, that's what I always say: the MMA math never makes sense. You just never know, but it is what it is. And then the main event. This is the most weird. This is what we got to talk about here. Tomorrow, Usman versus Leon Edwards. It was, I talked to so many people going into that fight. We talked about how Kamaru Usman was going to manhandle Leon Edwards. The Leon Edwards that deserved to be back in that cage, that's debatable. Um, but he waited his time out. He was a complete underdog. He was a complete um you know, besides the, you know, UK, the States don't really recognize Leon Edwards. And I'm not trying to knock Leon Edwards in that, that, that sense. It's just that he's not a big name here. He's just not. So there was not as much buzz about this fight. And the expectations were that Kamaru Usman, who is arguably the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world, is going up against Leon Edwards. You think, all right, is he going to stand and sit there and, and, and try to strike with Kamar, uh, with uh, Leon Edwards? Probably not. You're probably going to see him probably t- take Leon Edwards to the ground. You're probably going to try to see him smother him. This is a very, you know, GSP type of a fight that I envision of of maybe try to stand a little bit, but doesn't need to make it too exciting. Just, just go out there and win. That's what you got to do. Show the world that you're the best. That's it. Leon Edwards has to go above and beyond. And going into that last round, he had... Won the fight, clearly. The fight was in Kamaru Usman's hand. And it's amazing to see now the footage of Leon Edwards practicing the combo that he eventually landed on Kamaru Usman to put him down with that right, faint the right, come with the left, and follow with your the left kick at the same time. 
And so it's you're kind of in a, in fast motion. You're seeing a right come your way, fainting that, and then you see the left coming. You know, whether it's a right hook or right jab, I don't remember if it was if it was if it was southpaw, if it was unorthodox. That's the other thing too. He was going switching back and forth. That was the other thing that was going on. But regardless, I'm blanking on the top of my head which way he was facing that way. Whether it was a jab or a hook that was coming, jab or cross that was coming, fainting one, following with another, and really just putting that out there so you can land the left kick, the left head kick, was beautiful. And it were it, they were practicing it. He landed it, and it was a beautiful combination. And Kamara went down instantly. I think a lot of that was from fatigue as well. But he also landed him flush, and that's what happens. And that's the beauty of MMA. That is what excites you about MMA is that at any point in time, these type of things can happen. You can't take your opponent lightly at any point in time. You look at now this year alone. This year alone, the titles that have been Passed around, Juliana Juliana Pena beating Amanda Nunes was that the end of this year? We're beginning this year now. I'm now I'm blanking on that. But regardless, Juliana Pena, a complete underdog, takes out Amanda Nunes. Leon Edwards, no one gives him a chance in hell. Takes out Kamaru Usman. These type of things happen in MMA more than you think, and the odds, you talk about odds, you talk about betting, The this stuff happens more than you think. And that's why it's tough to bet on. It's like, you just never know. You could sit there and go, oh, this is this guy's going to get submitted in this round. Okay, fine, yeah, good luck with that. Because he might get knocked out within 10 seconds. It's just one of those things, or maybe they'll just go to a decision. And you see these guys that, that cancel out their ability. You know, like if you put two wrestlers together and you're like, oh, this is going to be a grapple match. You're ready to see Colby Covington and, and Kamaru Usman just just roll it out on the ground, see who's got the better submission, see who can, who can wear each other out. And then they're just standing and banging for five rounds. It's like, holy crap, these guys, submissions, wrestling, what, what, they don't even know what that is. It's just all about striking. And it's unbelievable. And you sit there and you just marvel in an amazing fight because the matchups are that good in the UFC. So you got to give props to everybody in the UFC for everything that they've been doing. Um, really amazing job. Now you look forward in the future. You got Kamzat Shamaya versus Nate Diaz. That's coming up September 10th. That's the UFC 277, uh, 279. Excuse me. Um, we got some fight nights around the corner coming up too. But you got UFC 280, Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev, Aljo, Aljamain Stone versus TJ Dillashaw. That's at October 22nd. And uh, those are the two main events uh, on that UFC 280 card. Then you got UFC 281. Again, I'm missing a lot of fight nights. I'm just skipping over because this is coming to our neck of the woods. If you're a New Yorker listening to this podcast, then that's the neck. Or Jersey, Tri-State area, whatever. It's Izzy Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. And this fight, honestly, is going to be bonkers. I'm looking forward to this fight. It It could be a complete shit show or it could be the best fight of all time. Because Alex Pereira has knocked out Israel Adesanya twice already. It's already happened. Like, it's it's officially on record that he's crushed Israel Adesanya. Okay? It's amazing. It is it is what... that This is what you've, you've envisioned. Could Israel Adesanya be this good? And you've seen how could he lose? You saw the Jan Blachowicz fight. 
and that didn't go his way because he went up in weight class and it didn't work out. But who could really take him in his division? Alex Pereira has taken him, and he's knocked him out. Ice cold. And you see the confidence and the the, the cockiness. Not the cockiness because he's that, he's that good. You see the ooze and the confidence of Israel Asanya, and he's going up against the Warrior. It is ridiculous. Uh, so that that's that's probably one of the most anticipated fights I think, even for Pereira who hasn't been in the UFC long. You just have to see and what he's done, dude. The 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 fight against Strickland, where you know you, they're they're walking around for a few minutes and then it took one punch to just completely take out Strickland, and you're like, dude, this guy, he's just nasty. It takes just one strike from him. The, the right strike. And that's 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 something that Izzy's got to know. And Izzy doesn't get touched often. At least not recently hasn't been touched often. But if you go back to that Kelvin Gaslam fight, for example, which had, that's a long time ago now. That Kelvin Gaslam fight was very close. We went back and forth, and they were touching each other up. Pereira, if he touches, it's going to be nighty-night for, for Izzy. So we'll see what happens. That's gonna be, that is going to be a fun fight. There's also Carlos Esparza, Wally Shank on that. The Ellen, uh, Aaron Blanchfield, Molly McCann on that as well. And then, as we talked about, too, my boy Matt Frivola, Long Island Zone. And we'll get him back on the podcast before this fight. But he is a uh, big Mets fan, too. Big Jets fan, I believe he is again. But he is fighting the guy that stole the potatoes or was 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 bringing in potatoes. Where's his name now? I'm blanking it. Uh, Camacho. Why can't I find this guy's name? Oh, uh, there it is. Atman Azatar. There we go. Yeah, he was. He was. It was during the COVID times. Just smuggling in potatoes. He said or something like that. But re- reality, who even knows? But they are. That is going to be a great fight. I'm looking forward to that. And it's going to, listen, if you have not seen a UFC event, you got to go to MSG when it comes into town. It's going to be sick. It's going to be amazing. And I'm looking forward to that card. I'm looking forward to everything involved with that. Um, it's it's going to be fun. And it's just MSG does everything amazing. And the UFC does everything amazing. So just get ready. Uh, so, yeah, UFC Paris is this weekend, if you're getting ready, it's an early card, so be prepared. It's 3 p.m. is the main event. That's the time that the main card starts. Just some names to be looking out for. Um, Joaquin Buckley's on the card. He's fighting Nazardine Imavov. It looks like they've been playful, but the stare downs today looked uh, pretty pretty intense. That should be a really fun fight. Joaquin Buckley is legit. You remember one of his knockouts from a couple, uh, was it last year, two years ago? What was it? The um, It was the, b- 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 the spinning back kick over, was it Impa Kasagane? Kasagane. There we go. That that guy. But the spinning back kick was ridiculous. Um, spinning head kick, it was just nasty. That's good. He's someone to look out for. Um then you have on the main card Charles Jordan versus Nathaniel Wood. That should be fun. Charles Jordan is is a good fighter. 
uh, definitely worth the time to see. He lost to Shane Burgos in a very close fight. Who now Shane Burgos got money, got paid. He's going to the PFL. Good for him. Uh, you know, obviously, I think PFL, uh, listen, UFC is by far the mecca of MMA. That's mostly what we're going to talk about on this podcast just because I, I, that's what I watch. I'm engaged. I know all the fighters. I know so much. Now, listen, if you see Bellator and PFL and all these other leagues, uh, BKFC, these fighters are drifting away, and they're going to other promotions that are paying them better money, which is good, great for them. But UFC just does it right, and that's my problem, and that's probably a lot of people's problem of why the UFC can get away with maybe not paying their fighters as much as they do because they do get it right as far as how to promote their fighters how to make them look and sound interesting. They do it really well. So I'm not knocking anybody for going to PFL. Let Shane Burgos get paid well. And even Dana White said to himself, he made, they made a mistake. They should have not allowed Shane Burgos to leave. So I'm glad he said that. And not for nothing, but Shane Burgos is a badass. So he should say that. Um, but yeah, so Charles Jourdain, he's on that fight. Uh, facing Nathaniel Wood, who just won not too long ago in the UK. Uh, De Chirico, my Italian stallion brother, Alessio De Chirico, he's fighting Roman Kopilov. You got this is a okay. So these two main events, the main and the co-main, great. But we'll see if the, how great they are. First of all, Robert Whitaker, Marlon Vittori, Marvin Vittori. You talk about Robert Whitaker, who's really got back into his groove. He's really even the Izzy, Israel Adesanya fight that he lost, he really performed much better. You saw him. He's, he, Whitaker is a warrior. He always puts his best foot forward. He's always one of those. He learns from fights, and he brings what he learns back into a new, into the octagon the next time he's in the cage. So it's what he's done since his loss, since he lost the belt, has been really, really good. It's been phenomenal. And he's back on the climb to go back for maybe another title run. Marvin Vittori, he's been interesting. You know, we saw that fight with, with Paulo Costa. I wasn't very interested in that fight. It didn't do much for me. And he didn't show up for Israel, Israel Adesanya. Before that, he was looking like he was worth a nod to go up against the, the champ. But but again, when you have those title fights and it, they're so lackluster, it questions why you're in that cage. How you got that spot. I mean, I hate to do it, but that's just the reality. Is We're going to sit there and go, you did nothing. You performed at a very low level, and the champ made you look silly. I'm sorry. Um, but Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori, that's a good matchup. And let's see who we get between these two guys. And they're in Paris. It's the first time we're in Paris. So this is exciting. Like We're talking about like you know they're visiting a lot of different places. They're going to Paris for the first time. This is awesome. Serial Gone versus Tide Tuivasa. I love Tai Tuivasa. I freaking want him to win so bad. Cyril Gon is a legitimate contender again for the for the championship. Um, he's somebody who I don't know how he wins sometimes because it's, he seems like he's in a division that someone's just gonna just take his head off. But he's a technical fighter. He's very relaxed in the cage. Even the the Francis fight, you know, he didn't get beat up. He really didn't. Francis had a different approach to the fight. 
and he performed at an elite level, and Francis was able to adjust in a way where we weren't expecting. But he's gone into the, that cage with some killers, and he's come down on skate, you know? And that, to me, is is the shows the true sign of a, a great fighter, and where I try, I, it's tough to give him a lot of credit. You think that he's going to go up against Taitu Vasa, who is a brawler. You know, he's a smart, he's been a smarter brawler as of late. He's a little bit younger, but the fact that he's got that 81 inch reach, Cyril gone, you'd think that he should be able to contain Tuivasa, create the distance, and be able to touch him up and just keep it technical and be able to basically outpoint Tuivasa. Do I think he's going to knock out Tuivasa? Maybe because Tuivasa may really have to put himself in a situation to really engage and really try to fight through. And, you know, depending on how the fight goes, is, is does Tuivasa have gone backing up the entire fight? That's really going to be the key. If he's backing up gone the entire time, then maybe he can find a way to clip him. But I, I just feel like Tuivasa is going to be on the back foot all the time. He's going to try it because he's going to want to avoid. Gon's going to have be able to keep that distance, create that control. And Tuivasa is going to have to be able to. He's going to be walking back a lot of times, I think. And be, because in doing that, he's going to have to take a chance and just engage at some point in time. And, and Gon's just going to be able to end it. So I don't. I would not be surprised if Gon does knock out Tuivasa, which I would hate to see because I love Tuivasa and I really want him to get a title shot. And I think that would be amazing to do a shoey in the cage after he wins the belt. Obviously not going to be at this fight, but in general. Um, listen, let's end it there. It was a good return. We'll do this again. It was fun. It's been fun. Uh, and we got a lot more news coming. We'll have more guests back on again. We'll get back in the flow. It's been a while. so. But listen, a lot of crazy cards are coming up. A lot of big things are happening, so let's get ready. Thank you very much for listening to The Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 